That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome. I am Andrew Dice. And I am Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the minute, a minute by minute rewatch of Batman v Superman. We really nailed it with that title. <laughs> it, I realize it every time I have to read that. It, uh, it it gets everything you need to know across in a succinct manner. Yeah, just like our previous episode. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we we are speaking about this film at a, at a ratio now of thirty to one. <laughs> Which is uh, unsettling, but for anyone who has seen the next minute or has seen the previous one and can't remember what happens in this next one, our ratio will be a little bit slimmer for minute seven. Jets crash. Fiery explosion. Yes. Yeah. Very, very cool CG shot. Of, of fire ob- obscuring and then clinging to the back end of Bruce as he goes careening through the city to get to, I guess, the, the center. We didn't really cover that. He's getting to the world engine is what he's trying to do. Either that or he's he's headed to the Wayne Financial building. But I guess we've kind of established that right. that's not too far from where the world engine is. Right. It's interesting that you point out the fire that we were just talking about how this is sort of Batman without Batman. And so he's driving this black Jeep and so sort of having oh. the fire clinging to the back of it is uh, reminds me sort of of the like the jets on the back of the Batmobile that it's I wonder if that's a reference wow. to that. Yeah, or or the scene later in this movie where he is once again going to drive through fire. Yeah, true. I will say the, the one thing that struck me about watching this was this is inelegant. Like all of the talk of Ben Affleck and, you know, seeing him in the Batsuit and everything, you, you got this mental image and the Dark Knight Returns influence and everything was him being a brawler. Yeah. Not, not in, um, not in like his, his style or anything like that, but just physically being a, a beast and growing to be as big as he did almost to like contain, you know, the, the, the rage and everything that, that is in him. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed seeing that kind of reflected that like, the, you know, blurring the line between Batman and Bruce again is in his chance to get down there. Hey, you know what? Let's compare it again to Christopher Nolan and Bruce Wayne and his Lamborghini. <laughs> All right. We are now zero minutes without talking about yep. <laughs> Christopher Nolan's Batman. This is a Bruce that does not care about that. Yeah. Right. He, he is smashing into things, breaking off doors to get where he needs to go, which is it sends a different message than when the Tumblr made its famous tank entrance. Mm-hmm. But I like that Bruce is willing to have some collateral damage here. Like he, he is not worried about things other than what he's worried about right now. And not, not just is he not worried about it, but his his objective, his eyes are, are kind of fixed on the objective. And you know what? That car door like the world engine is blowing up metropolis i'm sorry about your car bill me um <laughs> but yeah i think that that that's very relevant sort of just to you know we'll see we'll see later he's has to make compromises you know am i going to let let my foot off the gas 
you know, metaphorically or literally. Yeah, am I going to make it around this corner or blow through am it? I, and am like I going to pull punches in order to, you know, avoid offending somebody when it might cost somebody's life? Yes. If anyone fails to see the relevance there, I feel like this would be a different scene if he was swerving in between cars without touching anything. You know, it would, it would communicate him being a kind of person in this scenario that is almost too slick. Or, or would seem yeah, he's, slicker he's not, than what we have here. He's not James Bond. He knows the city. Yeah, well, that was the other thing I was going to say is we've seen Man of Steel and we've seen a little bit of this destruction in Batman v Superman now. The fact that things are falling, like I'm sure it's difficult enough to navigate the city in traffic on a normal day. And he is navigating with jets falling out of the sky and yeah. the road literally being torn up around him. And he's relentless towards his goal and like i said you look at the streets in, in man of steel and it's like how does anyone get anywhere and i think it just yeah. kind of really speaks to his sort of chess master aspect of of batman here that he not only knows the city but a fighter jet lands in front of him and he doesn't have to like stop and pull out a map like he knows exactly yeah. <laughs> where he's turning and it's not slowing him down from He's just relentless. He knows what his next move is, or he's planned, you know, what if the jet had fallen somewhere else? Well, he knows the route to the left, too. And that it's not just Gotham. That applies to who knows how many other places. Yeah. Yeah. The the only other real interesting takeaway I have from this, I don't know how I didn't recognize this before. So apologies in advance. But I never made the connection that the Kryptonian ship is literally flying directly over him like it is oh right superman and zod at that point right are on the ship again falling with buildings falling as they're slicing through directly like in a one-to-one line over top of him well that's what i said in the the last minute was people were kind of offended by the destruction in man of steel and then Zack snyder kind of comes in with batman v superman and he's he says oh by the way you saw that you saw a couple buildings fall in that no, this Kryptonian ship took out seven or eight buildings. It's just a very cool visual. I, I'm, I'm surprised there's like so many images that I have from this movie and that wasn't one of them. And now it will be. Yeah. I guess nothing really happens until Bruce gets to where he's trying to go and realizes that people have gathered and stopped because the sound has stopped. The destruction has stopped for the moment mm-hmm. as everyone looks up at something they have absolutely no clue how to even begin to understand. <laughs> yeah, well, I we've talked in the last minute about how this is, is a seasoned Batman, yet he's never come across anything like this and this just kind of ratchets that that up to the next level we know that the world engine is being what sent into the phantom zone and um and all that's going on we know you know who is on the ship that's crashing into that but yeah but to to watch this like what is the world engine even doing in the first yeah. place he had, like it's it's just destruction does he know it's terraforming does he know who's running it or what their objective is then the ship comes in and crashes into it and like sucks it into a wormhole and and he's <laughs> Like, yeah, what is even going on? Yeah. And again, the moment is punctuated by the plane flying directly into the Black Zero ship, which I believe is at the literal exact end of Minute 7. Yeah. Who knows what will happen? Yeah. But uh, but that, this is a neat reminder even that this is all just seconds. Like, this is barely an event that lasts minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and it's neat because in Man of Steel, you're seeing like five different storylines all happening concurrently. Yeah. And this is just focused on just the one. Exactly. That I guess from the time Superman destroyed the world engine in the Indian Ocean to getting to Metropolis would have been seconds. 
Yeah. Uh, that's just a, a neat uh, visual. And then the terrifying silence of, of all of this happening that I think just like you said, drives home the point of, you know, this is the world introduced to the Superman. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's again punctuated by that world engine whining, whirring noise. It's last. Yeah. That's the end of the minute. Yeah. Well, what I found interesting about the end of that minute that I've never noticed before is he, he gets to the end and he gets out of the car and there's just people standing around just watching. And like we said, they ha- they have no idea what's going on. The part that I never noticed before was that there's also firefighters there just standing with them. And that's kind of was really fascinating to me because that's, those are like, they don't even know, those are the, the, the heroes, right? They're supposed to be like saving people right now. And they're looking around and like, I don't even know. Like what? what yeah, I'm this su- is a human thing that is happening. Like a planetary yeah. thing is happening that everybody needs like, to stop. My job is to like stop this somehow. Yeah. And I don't even know. And then you have, and then you have Bruce, you know, who's like an actual superhero who just gets in the car and, and goes or he, or he runs, runs. you know, and that's, yeah. that, that, that takes us into the next minute. But having, having that kind of pause in the action to show that even the firefighters don't know what to do right now, I thought was kind of a, a poignant moment. Yeah. It, it, it's, it reads differently than if these were, you know, assembled business people. It really drives home looking at it like this is now all of the newsreel footage of them discussing what this is, mm-hmm. is the question I had from it is <laughs> what Superman is introduced to the world? Why wouldn't people be scared, terrified, angry, right? I mean, you would have all of those reactions regardless of who is to blame or who started it. Yeah. It, which is so funny to me because that is kind of one of the most divisive or or a thing that people will say is like, why would anybody be afraid of Superman? Mm. This is what they saw. Right. It, it lends to, it isn't about who we're told. It isn't about what he says. It isn't about how nice he smiles or the good things he does. I was there and I watched the world ending. Yeah, right? exactly. Well, and it and it takes the whole, the kind of immigrant story here of Clark has been here the whole time and he's he's lived in in the world he's traveled the world he's been around and outside of like a few you know minor incidents like no one has kind of been exposed to him or knows and then Zod is you know comes from the same place he does and has the same power as he does shows up with this bombastic announcement of himself and immediately attacks the world and even though superman you know stops him it, it is the alien invaders yeah that caused the damage and it's not like superman you know was known before so it's not like people say oh no we know superman he's one of us you know he that is his introduction to the world is through that and so people don't have an existing conception of him to balance oh no we know he's different than zod you know he has to prove himself yeah. in light of zod instead of um, they don't even see him yet yeah right so what what is even to distinguish him from anyone else in this yeah or how are they supposed to know that he didn't come with zod like how do they how does anybody know that he's been here his whole life yeah that's uh but do you have anything else to cover in this minute it's um another minute that ends in a punctuated explosion yeah at some point i think it, that stops <laughs> eventually <laughs> I think, well, you know what? If you said that, like, so far we've only had four or five, I'd be like, that's pretty good for a Zack Snyder movie. Like, that's low, but I'm I'm okay. I, you still got me. I'm still invested. And we'll see exactly where it stops, but we're still very much in the, this is all very much like clockwork 
right now. Like I can see the storyboarding for this. It's very efficient. It's very like like I said this one of the first minutes. I wouldn't be surprised if if he timed everything out to say, yeah, we need to get all this across in ten minutes or whatever. By this minute, we need to have this happen, and we need to yeah. punctuate each. And so we've got what we've got: the gunshot, we've got the falling, we've got the the punch, we've got the rising, the jets, the. Jet falling yep. in the world engine. Yeah, yeah. I'll give I'll I'll give a bit of a, a spoiler for our listeners if they want to go ahead and watch ahead. I think I made it to around I think it was minute twelve where I was like, okay, maybe this one isn't perfectly punctuated. So <laughs> yeah, I mean my my casual assumption is that the next transition is going to be to Africa, and there's a little bit I think of that going on, but I feel like that's kind of where it's like, okay, this is the real start of the movie. Everything else was kind of that background, like context introduction, you know, kind of stuff. Well, I'm I'm delighted to tell you that watching this at a minute by minute pace, we are still several minutes away from Africa. In fact, Stephen. <laughs> I guess this almost wraps up the the Man of Steel portion of the story, I suppose. But so with <laughs> with Bruce standing with the crowd in total awe, looking up is is how we'll leave our listeners <laughs> for now. Hopefully, the days standing there will be easy to take. You're allowed to watch ahead if you like. But uh, until we get to the next episode, minute eight, big things are coming. Very big things for Bruce. But until then, Jimmy. We're coming to you. Eventually. Miss Lane! Miss Lane! Jimmy Olsen, photographer. You! Come on, no, no! No! It's okay, Lois. Ila and Tuntarayan and Akra Generalin. Ile Turagat inna da Kagatana Tim. Do you ever have that experience with TV shows where, like, you watch a season of the show, like, in your memory, the pilot is, like, the first half of the season? Yep. And then yeah, you, of course. And then you go back and you watch the pilot and you're like, oh, wow, what even happens? Like, you said, what, the next minute is Bruce hitting the smoke? I'm like, what happens between now? <laughs> like, how is there a minute <laughs> between what we're looking at now and him hitting the smoke?